When two cold-hearted millionaire brothers make a bet on reversing the lives of a con artist and a snobby investor. Because we're talking movies, we're talking Trading Places, starring Eddie Murphy, Jamie Lee Curtis, and I'm sure Chris is going to mention this later, Canada's own Dan Aykroyd. Directed by John Landis and written by Timothy Harris and Herschel Wingrode. Pork bellies. I have a good feeling about pork bellies. Worst quote this week. And you know, it occurs to me, the best way to hurt rich people is by turning them into poor people. Yeah. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of How'd You Like That Movie? As Scott said, we're talking about the 1983 film, Trading Places. So, Scott, before I kick it over to you, is this a comedy classic or just an 80s classic? Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I would say just an 80s classic, to be honest. Because, you know, we'll start, I'll start by saying, you know how serious I take this podcast, Chris, and how much research I do and everything like that. And so is the audience. So. You know, I took it upon myself when, when, when we said we were going to do this movie, I decided to try the stock market for a while. <laughs> I've been doing it. You can find me every Thursdays now on how do you like those stocks? <laughs> I'll be giving out my advice because <laughs> I've made $4. So are, you, are you still pushing GameStop <laughs> or what? No, I never got into GameStop. I should have, though. I got into AMC, though. I'm making, I'm making some good coin on that one. But in terms of this film, like for me, yeah, I think this is totally 80s because in reality, it's not, it's, it's just um, an Eddie Murphy showcase, right? Like this film pretty much is just Eddie Murphy. And I think with Dan Aykroyd, it kind of like he had nothing to do in this film. Like it could have been any other actor. It did not have to be him. I think, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, he does a great job. As uh, as Lewis Winthrop the third, what did he do in this film? Well, I mean, he's he's the foil, right? Like he's the opposite to Eddie Murphy. Uh, without him, I mean, he has just he has enough comedic sense to stand stand with Eddie Murphy, but he also has enough dramatic sense that he knows he's not supposed to steal the show, right? Like he knows his place, he plays it well, like like a good character actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, but when you're, I, I even believe he was top billing at the time for this one. Because, well, and it, yeah, he was. Like, it makes sense. Like, Eddie Murphy just came off of 48 Hours, which he just skyrocketed. And then Delirious, which even to this day makes me fucking piss myself laughing, which I think is his best stand-up. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and in terms of screen time, like Eddie obviously has way more than Dan. Sure. Right. Sure, like sure. once he, once they do the, well, technically this is a modern day Prince and the Popper story. Right. But instead of them looking alike, they're, they're just living each other's lives based on this bet. Yeah. And it's not their choice, but yeah, I get, I get the analogy. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like once technically Jamie Lee Curtis comes in, like, she steals the scenes with Dan Aykroyd the most. And then all of a sudden he's sick. And then he shows up close to the end in the Santa suit. 
So you're saying this is essentially an Eddie Murphy vehicle with some supporting cast members. Oh, it's 100% an Eddie Murphy vehicle. I don't know, man. I I don't know if Eddie Murphy actually has more screen time. I mean, he definitely has some of the more like outrageously funny parts. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean the whole point, like the, the beginning when he's cruising around pretending to be like a Vietnam war vet and stuff like that, like that whole, like the whole beginning of him coming in is, uh, he definitely, you know, steals the show or whatever. Um, yeah, again, I think I think Dan Aykroyd and Jamie Lee Curtis uh, both like play their roles appropriately. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has amazing again comedic timing as well. Like she's so well cast. Now you're um, gonna say something else. She has an amazing setup. Oh, she absolutely yeah. does. That. She was fucking insanely hot, man. Like when he when she first comes in into her apartment or whatever, and she's wearing that top, and you can see, and she's like wearing no bra, and then she, like the amount of full frontal from Jamie Lee Curtis in this is like I. I I almost was wanted to know why she was willing to do that. Like, cause she didn't have to, you know what I mean? Oh, like, it's like that. It's like that quote from scream, right? You don't see her tits. And so she goes legit. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but do you realize that like, so Curtis Murphy, Aykroyd, Donna Michi, none of them were a, the original people that the studios wanted for this film. Like they were, well, by, with Curtis, they were like unsure because she had kind of been just like a street scream queen. And I'm like, we'll we'll talk about that because like obviously like she started in Halloween and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but originally this was supposed to be Gene, uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. They were supposed to be the two main leads, except for those of you that remember because you're old like me uh, or you read about it. So Richard Pryor, uh, comedic genius that he is, also had a big cocaine problem and he was freebasing and basically smoking crack and blew himself up making making the free base so while he was recovering from his injuries they uh they couldn't actually you know get him for the film so that made them go down the road of like looking at eddie murphy and uh dan Aykroyd. but even don amici uh when they were when he was suggested the studio thought he was dead like they they actually thought that the, the guy had died and they had to actually like they looked him up in the phone book and called him and they're like oh you're not you're not dead hey you want to come come be on our movie or whatever. Cause he had been like, it'd been like 10 years or something like that since he had been in a film. Isn't that crazy? Well, that, well, that much I didn't know. I knew about, well, not the Richard Pryor cocaine base, but I knew that Eddie Murphy was, I believe the third choice. Oh, who, 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 do you know who else was on that list? Oh man. I can try to see if I can find it off the top of my head. Um, hold on. Let me do a quick search. Cause I think. So, I mean, I, I think that, uh, I'm going to jump in with my quote here because yeah, I think go it, ahead. it really, I, first off, I think that this is a classic comedy. I think, I think it transcends the eighties. I mean, I watched it today getting ready for the show. It's so, so it's still super funny. That might be a bit of like nostalgia on my part. So uh, any of you listeners that um, are like younger or you haven't seen it, you know, watch it, let us know what you think. But I, I think it stands the test of time. Um, my quote this week though, is from Elmer half from BBC.com. And he said, this is one of the best comedies of the 1980s featuring a cast at the height of their powers. And I mean, it's clean, it's simple. And I think that's true. You know, from Dan Aykroyd to Eddie Murphy to Ralph Bellamy, who plays uh, Randolph Duke, uh, Don Amici, who plays his brother, Mortarman Duke, Jamie Lee Curtis, and even Paul Gleason, uh, who plays, plays Clarence Beaks. They're great. And there's all these other supporting ca- characters that come and go from Saturday Night Live and stuff. Um, it's it's well done. Like, it's fun. It's so fun. It's like I said, it stands up. Um do you, I know. I mean, it's got an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
and it's got an 85% from the audience and it's uh, just under two hours. So, I mean, seem, it seems like a good running time to me. I mean, I, I agree with those stats. What about you? Yeah, like it's an enjoyable film. It's it's not one that I if this like, is on, seek out. If this comes on, if this back in the TV days, if this came on, would you always watch it? No, no, I wouldn't. Like, to be honest, like in terms of Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, 48 Hours, I would watch like during that, like those and those that, that time period, like for Dan Aykroyd, Three Amigos. No, he wasn't even in Three Amigos. Sorry, that's John Landis. But uh, Blues Brothers, Neighbors. The one I'd watch every once in a while was Dr. Detroit. Oh, I love uh, Dr. Detroit, man. Dr. Detroit. (laughs) But, and here's the thing. This is what I thought, like, with this film. And I I think because of what Dan Aykroyd can do, right? Just take his character of Dr. Detroit. So instead of being a professor, he's now... Lewis Winthrop the third he he gets switched over now so now he's poor but you know Jamie Lee Curtis technically is she's a prostitute as well so now he needs to make money he knows the ins and outs of the stock market and he literally incorporates the prostitutes and turns them into a stock and that's how he gets back (laughs) at at these guys like I love how you just joined those two movies but that's the thing, right? Like for me, it would have gave him way more to do, right? Like, and and yeah, like. I so just you're saying it would have been better if remade that movie. I'm fucking copywriting this shit. You like mean crazy you mean right instead now. of them like and spoiler alert, instead of them like using the stock market and and getting uh, the um, the uh, what's that the oranges uh, the orange yeah but what is it? It's the agricultural part. And you're saying instead oh. of getting that and actually going and short shorting the stock and and making their money that way you would have preferred if he became like a pimp that's what you're saying yeah not (laughs) just a pimp but he gets back in terms of how to get in right like and it's the same thing like the whole motivation too with his fiance that kind of left him because jamie lee curtis showed up like that to me was my favorite scene when the, he's coming out of the jail. Oh, when she does the, 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 she gets paid to do the, like, come on, baby, come on, just give me a little taste or whatever. And, uh, yeah, she goes, yeah, I'll do what you like. I'll do what you like. Right? And the wife's just like looking at him. We and he's like, we don't want your you? drugs. We don't want your drugs here, Lawrence. Uh, one and, of my favorite scenes, and, and it's, it's actually kind of just like this single shot, is, is uh, Dan Aykroyd sitting on the bus drunk. Dressed in this fucking ratty Santa suit, eating smoked salmon out of his jacket, and and and, and the shot he's like framed, uh, between like on the bus. I think he's on the bus. Yeah, he's on the bus, and and he's like framed in the center, and you're just watching this grubby man eat this salmon, and you can see the like hair from his beard in his mouth, and he's like, nom nom nom, bah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that that one was pretty good so, like the whole ending too with the the monkey and the ape and the gorilla oh yeah like yeah, yeah 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 i mean yeah the ending that that whole new year's new year scene is hilarious um so director john landis uh so he did animal house spies like us coming to america three amigos so he also co-wrote blues brothers and american uh werewolf in london um and he was also the director on thriller but i want to talk about blues brothers because he also he co-wrote it with dan Aykroyd. The Blues Brothers, when I was like six, 
I had a VHS. I think it was like a taped copy of it too. And I would fucking watch that movie every, every day, like on the weekends, I would like watch it over and over. I love that movie, man. It is so good. Him and John Belushi. It is a fantastic movie. That's another one of those films. Like if you have not seen the blues brothers, go and watch it. I know. Have you seen it recently though? Not recently. I've, I I would say probably it's been 10. It's been a decade. Was it, sure. was it still good the last time you saw it? Yeah. It was still good. Like, I don't, I just pretend that Blues Brothers 2000 don't exist. Oh, that movie's fucking horrible. Absolutely right? horrible. I didn't even like, put it on my list. I like, I like you. I was like, la, 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 la. That movie didn't happen. Um, <laughs> I like, I mean, Animal House is dope. I mean, that's uh, National Lampoon. Um, I love Spies Like Us as well. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy yeah. Chase. Fantastic fucking movie. And it's the same director. So, yeah. Or fucking The Great Outdoors with him and John Candy. Yes. Yeah. He basically plays the same character because he works He works on Wall Street as a trader, but he's lost his license. Spoiler alert. Because uh, isn't he something, something the third in that as well? Because it's his brother-in-law. Yeah, it's his brother-in-law. It's Oh, it's Roman. It's Roman because that's what the license plate on their Mercedes or their Beamer says. It's like Roman 3 or something like that. Roman Craig, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's – yeah, like all all that 80s comedy is like kind of family-friendly and so good. I mean like Ghostbusters and, and all those movies, which I mean a lot of them have Dan Aykroyd in them. Yeah, uh, Dragnet, where he's like the straight man to Tom Hanks's like wacky yeah, thing. You, you, you know that Dragnet is like um, a remake of I think it's I think TV it's a sixties sixties show. Dragnet, yeah, but even still, like he could have been the Tom Hanks character. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, so the DOP on this was Robert uh, Painter, who also worked on American Werewolf in London with John Landis, as well as Spies Like Us. He also did Thriller. So. I thought this was really cool. So Michael Jackson's Thriller, which I mean, to this day, I think is like one of the greatest music videos ever made. Maybe, maybe greatest. I don't know. I think that that's a, that's a, you could put a poll up. Maybe we should, Mm -hmm. um, was directed by John Landis and, uh, you know, DOP'd by Robert, uh, Painter, which like I said, that's like amazing. Like I was so shocked when I looked that up and I was like, wow, this guy fucking directed Thriller. So cool, man. So cool. And yeah, he, also, he got it off of American Werewolf, right? That came oh, out right after. Yeah, 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 which he, he also directed. Yeah. But I'm just going to go back okay, a go little back. bit because I just want to gush a little bit. All right. Just back to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. She is, to this day, my Hollywood crush. Okay. There is not another woman actress, actor, female Plural. So even like to this, what is she fifty six now? Something Have like you that? seen her in like Knives Out? She's yeah, she's like, she's hot, man. She's a hot lady. She was very very hot in the eighties, though. Let me tell you, I'm gonna say this quiet. I will leave my wife for her if she just <laughs> gave me a call. And it's, my wife's in the other room; she can't hear, but I'm, I will do it I'm if pretty, she calls. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> like, uh, I, I I don't have in my notes who her husband is, but I'm pretty sure he's got a title. Like he's he's like British royalty of some sort like a duke or something so does he have a podcast that's the question touche 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 <laughs> uh for those of you that don't know jamie lee curtis plays ophelia in this yes very similar to the shakespearean character um she's got a bafta winner for trading places for this film fish called wanda also a fucking amazing 80s film fish called wanda is also like my mom's favorite movie i'm pretty sure it's her favorite movie 
Um, <laughs> she's, I mean, she started her career with John Carpenter's Halloween, which we talked about on this show. Both you and I we think did. it's a fantastic film. Uh, and we like it for different reasons. So, True Lies. She was amazing. So let me let me see it. You'll know this better than I. So she was in Halloween. She was in Halloween 2. She was in Halloween 3. Halloween H2O. Resurrection. The 2018 Halloween. Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Right? Do I got them all? Sound about yeah. right? Yeah. Like Halloween 3, she was just a voice. Oh, okay. Like okay, okay. She, she was an uncredited voice. Like on, I think the when he calls into the radio station, that was her voice, if I'm not mistaken. Gotcha. Off the top of my head. Uh, and then she, and then she, uh, she was in John Car- Carpenter's The Fog. There's another, yeah, and you're right, Dan Aykroyd is Canadian, and we're going to talk a bit about that. I'm going to get back to that. But, but they also played love interests in another movie as well. Which one? My Girl. Oh, that's right. That's right. But what I was going to say is that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis actually got a Genie nomination, now the Canadian Screen Awards, uh, for her work on Prom Night, which is a Canadian co-production slasher film. So another Canadian uh, uh, association, I guess. I guess, yeah. Now, the one thing I found interesting when researching this movie, Mm -hmm. do you know who played, well, who he had a small little role as one of the shady cops in this film? Frank Oz. Yes. Who then went on to... Be the voice direct, of Yoda. And I was going to say direct Eddie Murphy in 99's Bowfinger. Oh, cool. That's very uh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which, again, interesting I think that's, yes. that's one of like one of his performances that I like a lot, too. Him and Steve Martin. Oh, really? So you like Frank Oz's direction in that? Yeah. You don't like Bowfinger? I don't think I've seen it. Really? Oh my god! Seriously, man, you, I'll, I'll put it on my list. It, it is good. It's fucking hilarious. Like it's one of those where Eddie plays two different people, but because he never good. does that. I, it's fucking good. Um, good. Speaking of that, so I mean, uh, John Landis directs him in Coming to America, and for those listeners that don't know, the sequel's coming out. Coming to number two, America comes out what next month? Well, technically, right when we this is getting released, which was my vote in our pool, but you I lost. Cho- I did lose. I did lose. So the the writers, uh, Timothy Harris and Herschel Weingross, did you ever watch Brewster's Million? Because they did Brewster's Millions, Twins, Space Jam, uh, and then they did the screenplays for Kindergarten Cop and Astro Boy. So Brewster's Millions, I remember from being a kid, was Richard Pryor, fucking amazing. Although. Again, the idea of a white rich dude buying a black guy to be a toy for his son, eh, a bit problematic now, maybe, I think so. <laughs> maybe, uh, <laughs> quite possibly. Twins is amazing. No, I, I was going to say, I don't remember that movie though. I don't remember if I watched it, but Twins, yes. Twins is amazing. I mean, Kindergarten Hop, Hop Cop is good. I never saw Space Jam, so. Oh my God! It's my son's favorite movie right now. He's super excited for the sequel with LeBron James this year. Oh, cool! Yeah, I mean, I guess that would—is he just going to take over the role of like Michael Jordan? Correct. Well, I'm assuming so. But also, my stepmom is an alien. Is fucking hilarious. Actually, they did Pure Luck. Do you remember Pure Luck? I do not remember Pure Luck. Hey, by the way, just just to get back to it, so. Uh, if Jamie Lee Curtis wants to leave her husband, who is the fifth, fifth Baron Hayden guest. So that's his full title, fifth Baron Hayden guest. Uh, so she would be a Baroness. Uh, Jamie, if you're listening, you can leave all of that behind 
for Scotty Vega podcaster extraordinaire. So that's uh, thanks to our uh, producer Rod for uh, giving that to us. That if that wasn't a proposal, I don't know what would be. But back to pure luck with Martin Short and Denny Glover, where Martin Short's character always has bad luck and he always thinks he has bad luck. Okay. It's one of those like physical comedy movies. Yeah, yeah, like farce or whatever, right? Yeah, it it was good. I remember watching it. So back to I said I was going to get back to Dan Aykroyd being Canadian. I mean, I think it's I think most people know that. Uh, So Dan Aykroyd, who plays Louis Winthrop III in Trading Places, was born in Ottawa, Canada. I found this interesting for for those of you in Canada. His father, who was an engineer, was a policy advisor for Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Now, if you're outside of Canada, our current prime minister is his son, Justin Trudeau. A little bit of a dynasty going on there. Uh, So, I don't know, maybe you can thank or not thank Dan Aykroyd's dad for helping out with that. Um, Dan Aykroyd has four Razzie nominations and two wins. And if you compare that to Eddie Murphy, who has six Razzie nods and four wins. So, you know, both of them doing very well in the Razzie category. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay any oscar wins that much uh actually so eddie murphy has an oscar nod for dream girls and he's got a bafta nod for shrek uh <laughs> and then he has a god uh, golden globe nod for his role in trading places so nothing for dan dan uh has an oscar nod for driving miss daisy i totally fucking forgot he was in driving miss daisy so that would have been like uh supporting yeah and then he's got a canadian screen award uh nomination for his work on uh, working moms hmm. which is eh, it's okay it's a cbc show here in canada <laughs> okay um i mean you know what do, who are the two uh, muppet old men in the muppets where do you know those guys names oh no not off the t- but you know who no. i'm talking about the ones that like, yeah the, 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 the ones in the yeah in the in, in the on in the, the orchestra yeah the always, orchestra those two characters always remind me of randolph and mortimer duke like ralph bellamy and don amici when, like i when i think of them i i picture these two characters for some reason i don't know if it's the aesthetic or whatever um but I mean, these guys did an amazing job as the Duke brothers, uh, and they reprised their role in Coming to America. They have a, they actually have like character cameos because Eddie Murphy, when he gives all the money away, he gives it to them, and they're like, "Mortimer, I'm, we're back on top." <laughs> their names are Slater and Waldorf. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it was like. If you haven't seen this movie, I would recommend it. Like, you are going to get some laughs out of it. And now, I know, did it take you a while to figure out the ending of the film? Like, what they actually did to win? Or Well, when I was, I mean, when I was wonder, when I was wonder, when I was younger, I didn't understand what short, short selling was. But I would say that after the big short came out, and, I mean, we had the stock market fucking crash of 2008, a lot more people had a better understanding of what shorting in the market was. And to be honest, even with the whole GameStop thing that just happened, there's been some really good explanations. I'm not going to try and explain it here. It's essentially along the lines of like, you borrow something at one price in the hope that it goes down so that you can pay it back at a different price. Um, But if there's, like I said, there's way better uh, 
Just watch the big short short and uh, Margaret Robbie in a shower or in the bathtub. Yes, yes, yes. And she's in the tub (laughs) drinking champagne. Very, very good explanation of short selling Uh, (laughs) and tranches and stuff like that. That's actually, that's a fantastic movie. Go watch that movie. Um, So unfortunately, uh, Ralph Bellamy has passed away. He died in 91 of lung cancer at 87. Don Amici has passed away. He died in 93 at 85 of cancer. And this one, this is even more unfortunate. So Paul Gleason, who plays Clarence Beeks, who was in The Breakfast Club, fucking Die Hard, he also died of cancer in 2006 at 67 because of asbestos. No. Motherfucker. So is this, is this one of your uh Yeah, man, this, this cursed is a cursed films. films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you put enough people in a film and let them get old enough, next thing you know, I'll be like, fucking Irishman, man. They're all dead. And you're like, yeah, because they were like 90 when they are in the fucking movie, dude. Um... But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. You got a bunch of dead people already from the same movie. Um, yeah, you got anything else on this film? I mean, who do you recommend this film to? You said you'd recommend it, so who do you recommend it to? Well, fucking, I would anybody that's looking to get into an Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy jive before coming to America gets released on Amazon. So would you watch? Right? Would you watch like say like this and coming to America? Throw them together. Do a Sunday afternoon. I would do, I would do forty eight hours. This um, coming to America, Beverly Hills Cop. Would you? Uh, would you? What about for Jamie Lee Curtis fans? Would you recommend it for them? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> if you're a Jamie Lee Curtis fan, you've watched this movie um, numerous times what, okay. on repeat. What? What? Again, let's let's <laughs> let's let's put a package together. Jamie Lee Curtis. What? What are the three? Give me the three movies you think that people should see. For her, yeah. Um, well, Halloween, any Halloween, or the new one, or the and the original. Watch those on a back to back. This one, and I would go with True Lies and Knives Out. Uh, what about? Have you seen oh. Fish Called Wanda? It's been a long time. It's good. It's good, man. It's good. What about um, Blue Steel? Catherine Bigelow's. Mm. Mm. yeah yeah you, 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 why, why not perfect it's it's already a gif and a meme right <laughs> her her and a little john travolta that's in, right. in the aerobics outfits just thrusting that's right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i totally forgot about that uh and i mean i like i said i i really like dan Aykroyd. i love him in blues brothers obviously the original ghostbusters i'm glad he's going to be coming back in uh ghostbusters uh afterlife so he's actually narrating this is an interesting thing from my perspective. So he uh, narrates a show called paranormal hotel, which is like a docudrama TV show. The reason that's fucking interesting is because Chris was in an episode in 2020 of paranormal hotel. So I did not meet Dan awkward cause he just fucking narrates the thing. Um, but yeah, it's super cheesy fucking show. But if you like ghosts and stuff, watch it and maybe you'll see me. I basically sleep in a bed and go tell my wife, Hey, you're, uh, you're being too crazy about the ghosts. So, in that in that accent? No, no, I don't. I don't. Know, I don't know why I did it with like a Brooklyn accent. <laughs> that was Brooklyn. I thought you were doing. <laughs> that was my New Yorker, or maybe it was my Boston accent. I don't I know. Thought I thought you were trying to do like a Dan Aykroyd. Every, every one of my every one of my accents sounds like a fucking reggae leprechaun. So I'm not I'm not a big accent guy. Um, anyway, that's all for me. I, like I said, I, I think this 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 movie's super fun. Uh, definitely go out and watch it if you like. You said whether you like Eddie Murphy, I'd say if you like Dan Aykroyd. Uh, if you like the work, uh, director John Landis, check this stuff out. Definitely check out Jamie Lee Curtis. 
Yeah, and I would say just um, to go on, you can check out the work of Ron Taylor and James D. Turner in this film as well. It, they're in two scenes, uh, in the jail scene and then the party scene. They are credited in this movie as big black guy and even bigger black guy. The, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, 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 man. The, I'd like the guys he would talk yeah. and then he'd be like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, one other sub-character is uh, the actor that plays uh, Frig, Fring in, um, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Breaking Bad. Who plays like the guy that owns oh, all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's the he, and he's in the Mandalorian as well. Yes, he uh, is the. Uh, he's like a skinny. He's the other skinny, uh, skinny dude in the cell with Eddie Murphy when those two guys are in there. So, anyway, check this movie out. Check out Jamie Lee Curtis. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com. That's a fucking soundbite, man. Fucking Dan Aykroyd got Lauren Michaels to, he personally got Lauren Michaels to get the tragically hip on Saturday Night Live in the night. Well, I was going to say, because Lauren Michaels is uh, Canadian as well, right? Yes, so you'd figure, you figure some more Canadian talent on there. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.